Hi there, and welcome to MozillaCast Learning Points. My name is Rob. And I'm Johnny. And we're two junior doctors based in the northeast of England. In these tracks, we address common questions from medical students about practical difficulties in the long case exam. This episode's question is from Linda in London. I'm swish at surgery, a master at medicine and competent at communication. But an acute medical mosler? I just have no idea. Help me, MoslerCast. You're my only hope. Well, Linda, the acute medicine station is a bit of an unknown quantity. Much like the Justice League movie, no one has seen it yet. We're not quite sure how it will work, but it sure sounds like a great idea. The general principle is to test your management of acutely unwell patients, putting you very much in the same situations you'll be facing once you start your foundation years. It will be primarily looking at three things. Your knowledge of acute management, following an A, B, C, D, E approach, and your communication skills. So today, we'll talk about each of those three things in a little more detail. Great signposting there. Thank you. It is worth pointing out that, unfortunately, unlike most of the other Mosler stations we waffle on about, we haven't actually done any of these stations. So please, take our advice with a pinch of salt, and don't turn up at MediSense headquarters as an angry, pitchfork-waving mob come June if we haven't quite got it right. We're going off guidance from Newcastle University Medical School, local teaching fellows, and our own experience in simulation sessions such as ALS. Now, if you haven't all turned off this podcast in disappointment, let's make a start. Simulations, and particularly those where you're being examined, can often feel very artificial. However, this is the best and safest way to assess the real-life skills you'll be using in a few months on the wards. So, just do what you would in real life, and you will be fine. Let's first think about the knowledge required for this station. The scenarios are likely to be common emergencies. I would put big money on acute exacerbation of asthma, infective exacerbation of COPD, sepsis, or anaphylaxis coming up. So, what will you actually need to know in these situations? Well, it's worth being confident in your knowledge on how certain conditions are diagnosed and their severity graded. For example, being able to define sepsis or asthma exacerbation severity. Those will stand you in good stead. Whilst early diagnosis is very helpful, it isn't the be-all and end-all of these stations. You could score good marks for communication and an ABCDE approach alone. Similarly, if you know the appropriate doses of medication, that will look good. But you're likely to have a BNF in the room with you, so if you're not sure, just look it up. Nothing will look worse than uncertainly stammering out a wildly inaccurate dose. You should have time to look it up, and that is exactly what you should be doing when working on the ward. One of the biggest things that will be assessed during this station is your ability to undertake an A, B, C, D, E approach when assessing the patient. That phrase, first I would assess the patient using an A, B, C, D, E approach. That's likely one you've been parting to examiners for the last few years. Now it's time to put your money where your mouth is. Put your cards on the table, step up to the plate, and actually deliver. Clichéd metaphors aside, if you're not sure what an ABCDE assessment is, or how to do one by the time you walk into that exam room, good luck. But just in case you're feeling a little bit rusty, 
Here's a few things to consider. Stick to the order. It's there for a reason. You'll deal with the most life-threatening stuff first. And whilst it's very easy to get distracted and jump around, especially when you think you know what the problem is, you will hemorrhage marks. <laughs> and unfortunately, that's not a situation that two large bore cannulas and a fluid challenge will fix. It is important not to get ahead of yourself. For example, if you've identified the patient is septic, it can be very tempting to do all of sepsis 6 at once. But it should be done in each of the relevant sections of the ABCDE approach. You can always run through it out loud at the end. This way, you can ensure that you've done all the parts of it. And, as a bonus, it highlights to the examiner your brilliant management. There are a few common things which we have all been guilty of forgetting in the ABCDE assessment, which we'll quickly highlight here so you can avoid making those mistakes yourself. Checking temperature. Glucose level. Adequately exposing the patient. Glucose level. Rechecking blood pressure after a fluid challenge. Check the glucose level. If it helps, I often think of it as the ABCDEFG approach. Airway, breathing, circulation, don't ever forget glucose. As we said earlier, this station will be assessing your communication skills almost as much as your knowledge of the acute management. It's very easy to get completely blinkered and ignore the patient, which is never a good idea. All too many times we've seen students become entirely focused on the wiggly coloured lines on monitors and completely ignore the patient offering important nuggets of information or asking for updates or even just an explanation. So don't get too distracted. Remember that the patient is still the best source of information in the room. Ask them questions and answer theirs, showing as much empathy as you can. You are likely to have a real patient there as the simulation labs are expensive and very difficult to run in exam settings. So make the most of that. It's also likely that you will need to take a brief history from the patient or the nurse in order to get the background information for that situation. This is also a great time to demonstrate some of the communication skills you've honed over the years. Check out our previous learning points tracks for more on these. Of course, communication isn't just between you and the patient. It's possible you may have an assistant there in the room with you, and the name gives it away. They are there to assist and help you, so make use of them. Make sure you give them clear instructions, with good eye contact, and using their name where possible. In these settings, clear communication with team members is really important to make sure the team is functioning at its best. There's good evidence behind this. You may also need to hand information over to a colleague or senior, Remember to use an SBAR format and make sure you include what you actually want them to do. Whether it's come and review the patient, chase results, intubate them, or even just check you've done everything you should. In general, do not be afraid to ask for help or to escalate. Ask yourself every few minutes in the scenarios, do I need help? Or am I the right person for this task? This will stop you getting out of your depth. A risky mistake to make, both for your grade and, most importantly, the patient. This is what you should be doing in real life. No one is ever not sick enough for a senior review. So, there you have it. A few of our top tips to approaching the acute medicine Mosler. Know your acute management, 
stick to the A, B, C, D, E approach, and don't forget to use those communication skills and ask for help. To be honest, as great as listening to these brilliant podcasts is, the best preparation is to get involved in the acute management of sick patients. So find a friendly junior doctor and follow them to sick patients and emergencies. Do tell them that's what you're doing, though. Otherwise, the poor doctor might become quite concerned. Thanks for listening. Best of luck. Next time on MoslaCast's Learning Points, we tackle communication skills stations and help you boss the bedside manner. MoslaCast is created by MediSense. You can find more ways to learn differently on our website, www.medisense.org.uk. Thanks for listening.